contrary. Are you filming it? Wait, I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. Uh, Marco Rubio being ambushed by a pro-Hamas Democrat yesterday. And uh, Rubio, to his credit, brushed off the lunatic. But the Democrat Party is now the party of Hamas. Isn't that interesting? Welcome back and happy Thursday. Bop, bop. Let's dance. The Democrats have, uh, as usual, been going mad since we last convened yesterday. They attacked the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting in New York City last night. It was violent. There were arrests. They're Democrats. Criminals. But beyond being criminals, now they're pro-terrorists and and they're pro-terrorists that are genocidal anti-Semites. With Christmas just around the corner, you know, the birth of Jesus Christ, who, if I'm not mistaken, was a Jewish baby, and then he grew up to be a Jewish man. Is that, is that correct? And uh, yet the Democrat Party is running around saying that Israel is a colonial state founded in 1948. Isn't that peculiar? And Merry Christmas to you, too, Democrat Party, you gang of violent lunatics, crazy people. Uh, And I should mention that this is one of two days, today and tomorrow. Once a year, we on the Chris Plant Show kick in uh, and contribute to the great Fisher House, the, uh, the wonderful people at Fisher House doing such extraordinary work for our troops, for families of our troops and extraordinary services that they provide that the government could never provide the way that the Fisher family and the Fisher house provide. And um, we've had, I I think, in our number one, uh, what was it, more than 20,000 American dollars. Donald from Cary, North Carolina, kicked in $5,000, $5,000. Wonderful. And calling in in the last hour, Tony from Bethesda, Maryland, kicking in $2,000 and calling on business owners like himself to, uh, to kick in as well because it's such a great and wonderful organization. So the Fisher House, it is Fisher House Day today and tomorrow, and I would welcome your uh, contributions to the Fisher House, encourage you to come. If it's $20, that's great. I, uh, I do think one of these years someone is going to kick in $1 million during the course of our show because it's the right thing to do. You know, if you've got $100 million or, or more than that, I wouldn't want to, you know, don't uh, drain your grandmother's last dollar or anything like that. But, but uh, there are a lot of people out there I know that, that do have that sort of wherewithal, and it would be a wonderful contribution. And as I've promised in years past, I'll come over and cut your lawn. I'll cut your lawn. Uh, kick in $1 million and uh, have to use your lawnmower. I don't have a lawnmower. That's, you know, I don't have a lawn. I don't have a lawn to cut. Got a little cactus that I, I trim once a year. I don't really even trim it once a year. I don't. I just made that up because it sounded good. All right, let's get back to the Democrats and their madness because last night, again, the uh, Christmas, scene is, uh, Christmas season is upon us, and that means that the Democrats have new reasons to be violent because... You know, they hate Christmas and Jesus. They're godless. They're, 
They're pro-communist China. They're pro-Hamas. They're not on the side of Western civilization. They're not, uh, they're not good people anymore, are they? They think they're very good people, but they've been brainwashed and indoctrinated, and now they're crazy people. Lots of crazy, crazy people. The, uh, the Hamas people, lots of uh, headlines out of there as well. And it's going on in the United States. As 73% of Jewish students have seen uh, anti-Semitism, acts of anti-Semitism on campus or have been personally attacked by anti-Semites on college campuses in the United States of America. Hotbeds of liberal Democrat, you know, they're bastions of Democrat Party madness. And that's pretty extraordinary stuff. 73%. This is the, these are uh, scientific numbers. And that's not even the craziest number, but I, I want to share with you the audio from the, the melee with uh, the riot with the arrests at the Christmas tree lighting at Rockefeller Center in New York. So they, uh, the Democrats could come out in favor of a radical Islamic terrorist group called Hamas. And uh, they advocate the extermination of the Jewish nation and the Jewish people. And now they have friends in the Democratic Party in the United States of America. That's your Democrat Party. Now, 73% of Jewish students have seen or been victims of on-campus anti-Semitism since the start of the Israel-Hamas war, according to a new study. And the New York Post has the story, but the Washington Post doesn't because it's filthy and it's not a newspaper at all. Jewish college students are experiencing or witnessing an alarming rise in on-campus anti-Semitism in the weeks since Hamas' shock attack on Israel. Nearly 73% of Jewish students have seen or been the victims themselves of anti-Semitism since the start of the semester, an increase from 63% in 2021. So the Democrats were already at it because, you know, they've been pitching this, uh, you know, they're chanting from the river to the sea, which means wipe Israel off the map. And it is the chant of Hamas and of Hezbollah and of Palestinian Islamic Jihad and of Iran, which has every intention of wiping Israel off the map. And now the left in the United States, they're in cahoots with radical Islamists. And this is pretty extraordinary stuff. By comparison, 44% of non-Jewish students have experienced or witnessed such acts in the same time period. Uh, pretty amazing stuff, I've got to say. And uh, the numbers ought to be horrifying. In the United States of America, this is what's going on here. And, of course, the Democrats like to say that they oppose the existence of the state of Israel because of colonialism, or that's what they say. They use that word. They use the words, but they don't know what they mean. Am I right? Uh, and uh, just uh, just extraordinary stuff. Now, now I um, with with that, there is another crazy statistic out from the uh, the Economist and their their pollster YouGov. They took a poll November twenty fifth to November twenty seventh, uh, just wrapping up three days ago. And it's quite extraordinary. They ask people their political orientation and whether they support Israel or whether they support, quote-unquote, Palestinians or whether they're not sure. Also, another option is about equal, about equal. But get a load of this. Um, if you're a conservative, according to the YouGov poll and The Economist, if, you're, if you self-describe as very conservative— 
very conservative. 72% of very conservatives say, when asked, are your sympathies with Israelis or Palestinians? Very conservative, 72% say with the Israelis. And a percentage so small that you can't even read it on the graph, support Palestinians. 72% very conservative support Israel. Just conservative, not very conservative, 63% support Israel. Now, get a load of this. If you're very liberal, 32% support Palestinians. Only 16% support Israelis. That is to say, if you self-describe in the United States of America in 2023 as very liberal, more than twice as many, well, exactly twice as many very liberal, support what they call Palestinians versus Israel. Amazing. Liberal, just liberal but not very liberal, 14% say they support Palestinians over the Israelis. 22% support the Israelis over over the Palestinians. Now, I mean, right at this moment in time when the Palestinian people, I'm making quotation marks with my fingers, being defined by a terrorist group, which is a bloodthirsty gang of kidnapping, raping, dismembering ghouls that slaughter and torture, and a greater number of very liberal Americans support that versus Israel and Israelis. That's your Democrat Party in 2023. Joe Biden is their man. And he's, what did he do yesterday? He called uh, he called Xi Jinping Deng Xiaoping, uh, a Chinese leader from decades ago, because Joe Biden's brain, his brain, she's a broke. She's a no good, that brain of his. She no work. That's a no good. Just amazing. And in the meantime, the Voice of America, taxpayer-funded media outlet, um, This is an extraordinary one. They had the word terrorist in a story about Hamas attacking the music festival. Many Democrats deny that the attack on the music festival even happened. And uh, many lefties are accusing Israel of killing their own babies because they're demented. But never mind that. So the word terrorist appeared in a Voice of America government media publication, and uh, it was ordered removed. Then the Voice of America handed down an edict. Republican senators are upset about this edict, but Democrat senators are not. GOP senators demand firings over Voice of America's policy against labeling Hamas members as terrorists. Can't do that. It's the propaganda war. And the left is, well, they're masterful at propaganda, Their boy, Joseph Goebbels, of the Socialist Workers' Party of Germany, you know, Adolf Hitler, the Nazis' Socialist Workers' Party, which is what they were, they kind of created the modern universe of propaganda. And the Democrats, the left, and that here in the United States means the Democrats, they have uh, mastered, you know, they... They've created a merger of state and corporate power, the Democrat Party and the media oligarchs. It's why they they are so hateful when it comes to Elon Musk, because he took away one of the arrows in their quiver. Uh, just, uh, just extraordinary. 
and the uh, and the violent mob in New York. Let's let's do, do we we just have a little bit of violent mob in New York because this is a mob of pro jihad Democrats. They self describe as liberals. They're they've uh, joined forces with genocidal anti Semites, a, a blood drenched and bloodthirsty army of anti Semites, and they have allies in the Democrat Party in the United States of America. Here they were attacking and disrupting the Christmas tree lighting, an annual New York festival, a wonderful New York tradition. And now the Democrat Party is here to burn the country down. They're always screaming, aren't they? And they're attacking the police. It's violent. There were arrests, mayhem. It's a kind of a form of terrorism. And it's the left. It's the Democrat Party in the United States of America. Rockefeller Center. And uh, look at them. Seven pro-Palestinian protesters, that is to say violent rioters attacking the police and normal people, arrested at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree lighting. An effort to disrupt the holiday tradition in New York City. I've got more for you on that as well. You know, the holidays are here. Thanksgiving's behind us. And the Jolly Elves at Omaha Steaks, they've got your wish list, with your wish list covered with guaranteed perfection during their, their ongoing sale, Black Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday, continuing today. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off across the entire Omaha Steaks site. And when you're checking out, use the code PLANT. That's me, P-L-A-N-T-E. Y-N-E, I don't know. You're going to get another $30 off your order. So 50% off plus $30 off because you hang with me. Omaha Steaks make great gifts. You're going to be the hero of the dinner table when you give the gift of Omaha Steaks. Delicious bacon-wrapped filet mignons, easy-to-make meals, carefully curated gift packages, wonderful gifts at Christmas time, guaranteed to make spirits bright all season long. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Wonderful stuff. Hurry, though, because the Black Friday Cyber Monday deal, Omaha Steaks, going to be gone before you know it. That's omahasteaks.com. The promo code is PLANT at checkout. A minimum order may apply. Yeah, the Democrats are a violent party, and uh, mob violence is normal now, except on January 6th. Then Then it wasn't normal. But other than that, entirely normal. Amazing. And also today is our Fisher House fundraiser. The number for Fisher House to contribute generously, 888-294-8560. Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. 
Well, today um, we are raising money, helping to raise money. You're raising money. For Fisher House, contributing money for the wonderful Fisher House organization, which I hope you know about. We got another $1,000 from uh, Timothy in Lanham, Maryland. Wonderful. The class of 51 for Western Hills High School. Isn't that great? Falls Church, Virginia, $1,000. Outstanding. Wonderful, wonderful. And uh, with that, let's go to the phones because on the line we have Tony Gross. Tony Gross, who has, uh, unfortunately, a personal experience with Fisher House. And now, uh, Tony, you, you volunteer at Fisher House also. Is that right? Yes, sir. Um, good morning from warm and sunny Florida. <laughs> well, I thank you very much. It's cold and gray here today, as you might imagine. But, uh, Tony, thank you so much for, for joining us this morning. I know I know that you've um, you, you unfortunately had experience with Fisher House. And, and uh, why, don't you, why don't we start by, if you could uh, share with uh, the audience how you became familiar with Fisher House. Yes, well, um, like many of us, I had never heard of the Fisher House before. And um, our son, Frank, was um, killed in Afghanistan July 20th, uh, 2011. And um, we were escorted to Dover Air Force Base at, in Dover, Maryland. And um, we thought we would be staying at a hotel, aid or a Hampton Inn or something like that, but our casualty assistant officer escorted us to um, onto the Dover Air Force Base, and we were standing in front of a beautiful mansion, uh, not really having any idea what it was. We soon learned that this was the Fisher House for Families of the Fallen that was created or built especially for families like ours who um, were able to stay at Dover awaiting the jet or the aircraft from Afghanistan with our son's flag-draped casket. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first encounter with the Fisher House. And um, it was a place of comfort for our family. Um, unlike a hotel, we were with people who understood why we were there. And, and Tony, so, now you, your experience was such that now you're a volunteer with the Fisher House in Tampa. Yes. Extraordinary. Yes. God bless you, Tony. Uh, the number to donate is 888-294-8560. Henry Kissinger, a former American Secretary of State, an amazing life story, Henry Kissinger. Uh, As a very young man, fled Nazi Germany with his family because he was Jewish and his family was Jewish and the Socialist Workers Party was first attacking and torturing like we're seeing here now in the United States of America, Jewish people and Jewish locations. And then, of course, they tried to exterminate them, right? And the, the Washington Post has an anti-Henry Kissinger obituary today. Uh, and uh, many of the other news media people do as well. World reacts to Henry, Kessinger, Henry Kissinger's death 
and legacy in wars. While it's true he became Secretary of State under Richard Nixon, who inherited the war in Vietnam, which the Democrats got us into, first John F. Kennedy a bit, and then LBJ up to our eyeballs, and Henry Kissinger and Richard Nixon got us out of the war in Vietnam. Henry Kissinger, oh, was uh, instrumental in uh, opening relations with communist China at a time they're trying to break up the Sino-Russian pact, which was, you know, the axis of evil of their day. Uh, he was an extraordinary life story. And, you know, the Washington Post with this, uh, he was the target of relentless critics, like at the Washington Post, who deemed him unprincipled and immoral. That's the lead on the tweet from the Washington Post, right? Henry Kissinger, 1923 to 2023, which reminded us all of the the death of a radical Islamic jihadi terrorist by the name of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. And when al-Baghdadi died, the Washington Post headline was, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State. The Islamic State, ISIS, dies at 48. And there's a picture of the bearded loon with an AK-47 next to him next to some lovely Middle Eastern pillows. He's sitting on the ground, and the Washington Post described Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi as an austere religious scholar at helm of the Islamic State. That's ISIS. You know, the, the decapitating people on the beach on their knees in the orange suits with the rusty knives, and they had to get a new knife to finish the job to cut their heads off and throw them in the sand. And they made videos and posted them on the Internet and kidnapping and raping and murdering a genocidal lunatic. And the Washington Post is uh, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar. That's what he was. He was austere, a religious scholar. He smelled like a goat from a mile away. He was a blood-sopped murderer at helm of Islamic State. Like, oh, the Islamic State? That sounds nice. That uh, must be very austere. Isn't that extraordinary? Dies at 48. And that's your... Washington Post when it comes to the death of a a horrible mass murderer. Uh, But when Henry Kissinger, because they're fundamentally anti-American and un-American, and these days they're fundamentally anti-Semitic, Henry Kissinger, Jewish, now throw a rock at his house because the Democrat Party. Just extraordinary times we are in. But Henry Kissinger was an extraordinary guy. I never got a chance to meet him. I was in the same room with him a couple of times, but... I never got a chance to talk to him and hang out with him. I've got to say, I wish I had because he was quite an extraordinary, extraordinary guy. And although he was not the uh, Cary Grant of his generation, because Cary Grant was the Cary Grant of Henry Kissinger's generation, he was uh, considered to be one of Washington's greatest swingers, dated lots of celebrities when he was a younger man before he was 100 years old. He dated Candace Bergen, the actress, Shirley MacLaine, the actress, Jill St. John, the actress, Marlo Thomas, the actress, daughter of Danny Thomas, and wife of Phil Donahue, the talk show host. He dated Liv Ullman, big movie star, Samantha Egger, movie star, and Diane Sawyer. Diane Sawyer he dated. That's uh, just some of the people that Henry Kissinger dated. He famously said that power is the ultimate aphrodisiac. 
at least in Washington, D.C., that might not apply in Jordan. Well, actually, it probably does. You know, where they have austere scholars, the uh, austere scholar, just extraordinary. The Washington Post is so corrupt. How corrupt is it? So filthy corrupt that they love, they love the crazy, murderous, religious, and austere religious scholar. But Henry Kissinger, how is he described by the news media? Well, NBC News has the headline, Henry Kissinger remembered as influential statesman, comma, quote, war criminal, end quote. He was bringing an end, and by the way, the war in Vietnam was the communists brutalizing yet another country. They rolled over as many as they could at the end of World War II under Joseph Stalin. Joseph Stalin sent his boy Kim Il-sung in North Korea, a Soviet-trained communist, armed communist, Soviet-armed communist, uh, Soviet advisors into North Korea to attack South Korea. Then the Soviet Union, with their, bo- their boy Ho 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 Chi Minh, uh, a trained communist, trained in Paris, and the communists were taking over the world and uh, implementing what? What are, you know? Uh, austerity. Uh, that because the Washington Post they like austerity, communism, communism. That's what they were implementing, which is slavery. The left is slavery and brutality. Yeah, Henry Kissinger remembered as influential statesman, war criminal. Henry Kissinger helped negotiate the end to the Vietnam War. NBC fake news writes was also criticized, no kidding, for U.S. policies that supported brutal regimes, anti-communist regimes, because there's a great old saying from the Cold War. Uh, he may be a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch. And our sons of bitches were a lot less brutal than their sons of bitches because theirs were communists and they murdered 100 million people in the 20th century. But the American news media is so filthy and so corrupt that they attack. And, you know, there's, a, there, there's this old saying, you know, don't speak ill of the dead. That rule doesn't apply when the left is uh, was skewering everyone uh, with whom they may have had a disagreement 50 years ago. But they hold a grudge like Joseph Stalin held grudges, honestly. Kissinger died at his Connecticut home Wednesday, said his consulting firm, Kissinger Associates, in demand all over the world forever until days ago. He leaves behind a complicated legacy, NBC Fake News says, with some praise him, with some praising him as an influential statesman during the perilous Cold War. It was perilous, was it? Yeah, the Soviets were rolling over countries all over the world, in Latin America, in Asia, in Africa, slaughtering, enslaving and others blaming him for U.S. policies that killed millions. It was the communists killing millions and opposition to the communists killing millions and enslaving billions that led to the wars of the 20th century, just by the way. And we are the good guys. And Kissinger, who uh, rolled out of the flames of Nazi fires in Germany to make his way to the United States, where he went to Harvard, thank you very much, for a BA, a master's degree, and a PhD. Back when Harvard was a college and not part of the Poison Ivy League. Mm -mm -mm -mm. In the Nixon administration, Secretary of State in the Nixon and Ford administrations, 
very difficult times because the Democrats got us into wars again. Let's see, how many wars have the Democrats got in? Well, uh, Jefferson Davis, the Confederate States of America, the Civil War. Um, uh, Woodrow Wilson, racist, segregationist, progressive, liberal Democrat, uh, got us into World War I. Uh, progressive Democrat Franklin Delano Roosevelt, World War II, progressive Democrat Harry Truman, the Korean War, uh, John F. Kennedy and LBJ, the Vietnam War, uh, and honestly, the Clinton administration set the table for September 11th by preventing the Justice Department and Bill Clinton's administration building a wall between our foreign intelligence and domestic intelligence so they couldn't talk to each other. And while the CIA knew about hijackers, terrorists coming into the United States. They couldn't communicate it to the FBI, so it wasn't communicated. And uh, then September 11th happened because the Clinton administration had a big idea. What was that? uh, What was the wonderful uh, woman's name? The Justice Department who built the wall between the CIA and the the FBI so they couldn't. uh, Democrat wars everywhere. But never mind that because they murder more people at home here in the United States than... And then we lost in the Vietnam War during the same period of time and all of that. Yeah, Jamie Gorelick, of course, Jamie Gorelick. How does she sleep at night? Just amazing. You're a Democrat party. So they're attacking Henry Kissinger. Just an extraordinary life story. And uh, a bit ironic that um, his earliest days escaping the Socialist Workers' Party and anti-Semitism in Germany... And his final days in the United States with the rising tide of anti-Semitism from the socialists here in the United States. Aren't they amazing? Yes, they are. The left. Crazy. Censorship. Violent mobs in the streets. Crime. Carjackings. You know, Democrats. And protesting at Christmas tree lightings in favor of radical Islamic terrorist groups hell-bent on the genocide of a nation of people. Uh, Today, as you know, we are uh, working with you to raise money for the great and wonderful Fisher House. The phone number to uh, give generously is 888 294 8560. And uh, during the break, we got Charles. Charles donated $1,000 in appreciation for all Chris is doing and in appreciation for all Fisher House is doing. Cameron also donating $2,500 to the Fisher House. Cameron from Grayling, Michigan. And uh, Cameron, thank you very kindly. Charles, thank you very, very much. Very generous. And on the line, we have a wonderful Fisher House man. And I've known Dave for uh, for a long, long time. The president of the Fisher House Foundation, Dave Coker, is on the line. Dave, what do you say? Oh, it's a good day to be in the blessing business. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's every day for you. Well, it is. It is. I, you know, I, I started with Fisher House 30 years ago as a volunteer and, uh, my first experience uh, was uh, a Thanksgiving, and I, I was active duty at the time. Uh, I'm a recovering healthcare administrator, uh, but got to host Thanksgiving in, in the Fisher House out in Denver at the Army Medical Center. 
and we had five families in the house. The house could accommodate seven, but every one had a baby in the NICU. Wow. And and if if you don't think a, a special prayer was said that day, and the people were grateful for the to, to be able to be there and 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 be with their little one that was being so well cared for, uh, it's it, that's what got me hooked on Fisher House, and I've been I've been blessed to be a part of it for the for the last thirty years. You know, we think about Fisher House um, helping out and accommodating families of wounded. We've been at war a lot since uh, 2001, certainly. And and we think about our wounded uh, troops in, in combat. Uh, but you're talking about families with babies in the neonatal intensive care unit. And, and uh, 30 years ago, you started as a volunteer. Now you're the president of the Fisher House Foundation. I guess you took a liking to it, and they took a liking to you. Now, what do, what do people need to know today about uh, the Fisher House? It, it doesn't look like we're, uh, we're at war, but the world is teetering on the brink once again, isn't it? Well, it, 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 it is, and, and the military profession is, is one where when you train, uh, you, you encounter danger, and, and you hope you— never have to go to war, but you always have to be ready and you've got to be better than the other side. Um, but the, the other thing we've learned is that life happens and, and, you know, through the military healthcare system, we not only support the war fighter, we support their family. And there are young people who get cancer. Uh, there are those of us who served and, 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 uh, the, the government has made a commitment to help us with our health care as we age. And as we age, life happens. Uh, and, and if you think about those who have served, the number of folks where they, they, they had surgeries trying to do limb salvage, and it can go on for years. And at some point, they decide that for the, their quality of life, they'd like to give up that limb. Uh, you know, those decisions are made and, and they'll need care for the rest of their lives and we're going to be there for them. And so the, the most important thing is that people are aware that there's a resource like Fisher House to help them. And that uh, when somebody walks through the door of a Fisher House, we simply want them to know there are others like your listeners that appreciate their service, honor that service and want to help them in their time of need. And how many Fisher houses are there now worldwide? Right now there are 96. Uh, we're working on building three more. That'll get us to 99. And next spring we'll start on Fisher house number 100. And when we hit that milestone, we'll have a dinner and we'll get back to work the next day because we know there are another 22 that need to be built. Really? Well, you know, if you if you think about uh, the VA healthcare system, they've got 130 medical centers, and virtually everyone could use something like a Fisher House. Yeah. And and we're at just over 50, so there's there's uh, there's room. When we first went to the VA, they said, "Yeah, we've got 70 places we could we could use a Fisher House." And we said, okay, we're good. We're not that good. Give us your top 10. <laughs> and so we knew where they were needed. And when we built those 10, 
they gave us another 15. And so that's how we determine where we're going to build. Uh, we know it's places that have a tremendous need. Puerto Rico, you know, every unit has wonderful uh, men and women who, who have come from Puerto Rico, but they don't have a Fisher House at this point. And, and so we're excited to be going there in the next couple of years. And that's a place where a building has to withstand 175 mile an hour winds. So it's a unique challenge, wow. but it's one that we're willing to take on to, to, to serve those that we're so privileged to serve. You know, and the Fisher family, Ken Fisher and the entire Fisher family, which, which uh, started this effort, recognizing that there was a gap between what the VA provides and what families need, uh, the Fisher family stepped in a great, very successful and very patriotic um, American family. They also gave us the Intrepid Museum, the aircraft carrier in New York, right? Um, just another symbol of their patriotism and their love of country. And Ken Fisher, just such a great group of, uh, group of people dedicated to this project and uh, such an important and relevant project, uh, stepping in where government was nowhere to be found. And the uh, government welcomed it right away. But boy, it is just a wonderful project. And I've, I've been very pleased to be associated with Fisher House for all these years, Dave, and as I know you have as well. Well, we're so grateful for, for your support and, and, and what it means to the folks who are going to be able to help not just today, but tomorrow and for generations to come. Dave Coker, President of Fisher House Foundation. The phone number to donate is 888-294-8560. Uh, please do what you can. I mean, if we're talking $20... Uh, then that's great. And if um, the Lord and the country have been good to you, then a million dollars wouldn't hurt, and I'll come over and cut your lawn. Thank you, Dave Coker. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.